0: are going to work from verse 17 through the end of the chapter through verse 29 and so to cover that much ground in one morning either means we will be here for three hours or the spirit's going to have to give us a lot of clarity and me a lot of clarity So let me pray and ask for God's help in my preaching and God's help in your listening and the Spirit's work in applying this to our lives. Let's pray together. Oh God, we are thankful to be in this place this morning and we're thankful, Lord, that you would allow us to gather together. Lord, I'm the first to confess, and I know others here would say, we need to hear from you, from your word this morning. We need your living and active word to cut us deep. We need you to speak to our hearts. We need you to renew our minds, and we know we cannot do that on our own. I cannot say anything that would be helpful to anyone apart from Your grace and Your Spirit. So Holy Spirit, would You do that? Would You speak through me that the truth of Your Word would break forth in the hearts and minds of everyone that's here for those who know Jesus and have been changed from the inside that they would look more like Jesus for those who are here who do not know Him that they would cry out to Him and begin that journey of following Him today. Lord, may you receive all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Romans chapter 2. We've got work to do. We're going to make it through, Lord willing, 17 through 29. Let me recap quickly for you last couple of weeks so that way you know where we have been walking through this, this epistle, this letter to the Romans from the Apostle Paul. We looked at, at the beginning of chapter 2, that Paul was focusing in on those who are, are moral, who think they are better than everybody else. And really, since chapter 1, the beginning of chapter 2, it's been very wide, very broad, that he has been focusing in on all peoples and then kind of focusing in on those who are kind of feel morally above everybody else. And he's narrowing in now to talk specifically about and to the Jewish people. So very broad, getting more and more narrow. Then in chapter 3, he's going to open back up and talk to everyone again. However, you may be thinking right now, well, I'm not a a Jew, so I can tune out. I think we can find something for you this morning, by God's grace. So again, in the beginning of chapter 2, talked about how there are those who, who do things and we judge others and the fact that we judge others that shows that we know the law of God, that we should be obeying God. And what we saw in verse 4 which was so helpful was the fact that God is so kind and patient with us and He does not destroy us right away. And the reminder was that His kindness is to lead us to Repentance. And you're going to hear that word some today. Because anymore, I think in our culture and in our church culture, we're really good at confession and really bad at repentance. We have been tricked to think that if we're really transparent and open, then that is following Christ and what He calls to us and He calls us to a life of repentance. We saw that those who actually obey the law because they have been changed from the inside out. Those who seek well doing, who seek glory and honor, they will get eternal life, not because of the good works that they're doing, but because they have been changed from the inside. They have been given the Spirit of God, given a new heart. Those who do not follow God, who disobey His law because they have not been changed from the inside out, they only have destruction to come. Last week we were in 12 through 16. And he honed in on the law. And the Apostle Paul was explaining that there are two groups. There's those who have the law and those who do not have the law. But both groups are going to perish if they do not have Christ. And we ended and it was an encouragement But we talked about how according to the Gospel, according to Paul's Gospel, that all of us will stand in judgment before Christ. And our secrets good and bad will come out. But for the believer, we rejoice for that day. We look forward to that day because our good works, again, are for His glory, and even the ones that people do not see that are done with a good heart by the Spirit, they will come out and you will be rewarded. But even the bad ones that we have done, your Jesus says He takes those away from you. And now the Apostle Paul in 17 is going to hone in a little more to the Jews. Let's read together. But if you call yourself a Jew, verse 17, and rely on the law and boast in God and know His will and approve what is excellent because you are instructed from the law, and if you are sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, Verse 21, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? While you preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that one must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law dishonor God by breaking the law, for as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. For circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law, but if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. So if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the precepts of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Then he who is physically uncircumcised but keeps the law will condemn you who have the written code and circumcision but break the law. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical, but a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a heart, is a matter of the heart by the Spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. Let's work through it. So starting off, this word Jew, he's going to start off in 17, he says, but if you call yourself a Jew, that word's going to come from most likely the word Judah, which was one of the 12 tribes, and Judah ended up kind of being a catch-all for all the Jewish people. It means worship or praise. So this idea, Jew here, when he says, but if you call yourself a Jew, what's going to be most helpful for us this morning, for your context, now again, we are going to work through the passage in light of the Jewish people, but in your context, if you call yourself a true worshiper of God, would you call yourself a true worshiper of God? <laughs> are you afraid to say yes? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's going to start here. But if you call yourself a Jew and you rely on the law, now going back to the law, the Mosaic law, most likely everything from Exodus to Deuteronomy, most would argue that there are 613 laws, give or take a few, that the Jewish people needed to obey. So he says, if you call yourself a Jew and you rely on the law, the law is where you're going to go so that way you can be righteous and you boast in God. This is you, Jewish person, first. And you know his will. Where do we get that? Again, from his word. And you approve what's excellent. Is that a good thing to approve what's excellent, congregation? Yes. Approve what's excellent. Good. Because you are instructed from the law. And if you are sure that you you yourself are a guide to the blind. Is it good to be a guide to the blind? Absolutely. And a light to those who are in darkness. Is that good? An instructor of the foolish. Good. A teacher of children. Good. Yes. Having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth. You see knowledge and truth in the law. If you, Jewish person who are relying on the law or doing all these things. You claim to be all these things and these are the things that they were supposed to be. You then who teach others. Here's where he comes. Do you not teach yourself? He's going to hone in on a few specific things apparently that the Jewish people were doing. While you preach against stealing... Do you steal? You ever heard that? or seen that before? You who say that one must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? Again, this is, there's question on whether they were actually doing these things or these are the things that are happening from their hearts as Jesus would talk about it. Either way, they're preaching one thing but doing another. You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? Again, some debate here on what exactly that means. Does that mean God's temple and they were kind of robbing people, robbing God by overcharging or stealing? Or was it more likely that they were actually going into pagan temples and taking out the things that were in there? You who boast in the law dishonor God by breaking the law. For as it is written, now look at this, verse 24. As it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. He's saying you, you, you're supposed to be all these other things in the first few verses there. You're supposed to be a light to the darkness, a, a guide to the blind, and you claim to be that. And you boast in God but you break His very law. And because you break His law, your God is blasphemed among the Gentiles. He's quoting probably kind of two passages, one out of Isaiah 52 and one out of Ezekiel 36. I'm going to read to you the Ezekiel 36 one. 19 19 through 27. This is what God says here. I scattered them among the nations, and they were dispersed through the countries. In accordance with their ways and their deeds, I judged them. He's talking about His people. But when they came to the nations, wherever they came, they profaned my holy name, and that people said of them, these are the people of the Lord, and yet they had to go out of his land. The Lord says in 21, but I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations to which they came. This was judgment on them because they did not honor the Lord. They were worshiping other idols, other gods. And so he judged them and they had to be out of the promised land. And so the nations look and go, well, well, look, they're being judged. Look what's going on there. Look what's going on in the nation. And they actually start to attack God because he's the one who's supposed to take care of them, not understanding that that's his judgment on them. That's the first part here. So what Paul has done in these first few verses, in 17 through 24, he goes to the law and he says, guess what? The law will not save you. It is not going to save you. Picture for a second if I had a balloon over here and it says law. He just popped that balloon. The law is not going to save you because here's what you do. You say you live by it. You say you're a light, but you are doing the very same things. Got it? Tracking with me so far? Yes? Pretty easy, right? Straightforward? Good. If you continue on in that Ezekiel passage, listen to this. That same Ezekiel passage. Right after he says they had profaned his name among the nations. Here's this. It should sound familiar from this morning. Verse 22. Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy, what? Name. Name. Make no mistake, the Lord works for His holy name, not yours. It is for your good, no question, but it is for His name that He works. Look at this. Which you have profaned among the nations to which you came, and I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, in which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations. Look at this. It leads from that, but look what God's going to do. Look at the loving kindness. Look at His graciousness. I will take, from, take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you. And you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness and from all your idols, and I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You have done this, but this is what I'm going to do, the Lord says. First section, second section, starting in 25. Let's work through that part and we're going to go back and see how it applies to us. He's talking about the, the law, the letter, if you will. That balloon's been popped for the Jews. Starting in 25, for circumcision. Oh, well, maybe circumcision is going to help us. Let's go to the other balloon that's over here. Let's check this out. For circumcision is indeed, indeed is of value if you obey the law. If you're circumcised, that's great. And now you have to keep the entire law to be made righteous. But if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. Uh Uh-oh. Think about it. The Jewish person is thinking we have the law and we tell everybody about it even though we don't obey it and we're circumcised. God has to love us. So if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the precepts of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Then he who is physically uncircumcised but keeps the law will condemn you who have the written code And circumcision, but break the law. So he's going to go with 28 and say, For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical. Want to get some help real quick here? Need a couple of volunteers. Mr. Josh, are you available? Fantastic. They're new members. This is hazing. (laughs) Did you slide that on? I'm afraid it might burn me (laughs) no it won't you're very excited about this go ahead and slide that on if you can fantastic come on over here make sure everybody can see you is a clemson jersey if you're not familiar from college football and he is wearing the jersey because he's a fan he is a fan of clemson i'm telling you right now this guy is a fan Philip, would you come up? Stand over here. He's not a fan. He doesn't have a jersey. He's not a fan. We've got a big fan right here. Josh, how many? How many national championships has your team won? Uh, Hundred. Hundred? <laughs> Impressive. Who's your Who's your favorite player right now, you think? Um, I'm between Billy Bob Thornton and uh, Jim Jimerson. Jim Jimerson. He's good. Some of you are like, I think he's good, too. How many how many how many Clemson games you been to? Uh, Man, so too many to count. If you you had to give a number, an honest number, how many would you have gone to? Honest number. Uh, Honest. Honest number. Five? You've been to five Clemson games? You have? Sure. (laughs) My guess is that that's not true. No. No. Not. Are you rooting for them every Saturday? (laughs) It's kind of confusing. He has a jersey. He should know those things. He doesn't have a jersey. How many national championships has Clemson, do you think? Three. Three. Who's your favorite player? Perhaps Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. What position does he play? Quarterback. Quarterback. Interesting. You ever been to a game? Many. Many. How how many would you say that maybe you've been to roughly? 20 plus. He doesn't have a jersey. He's not a fan of the team. Do you have anything else that might show that you're a fan? Favorite picture of him and his wife at a game? Actually been there with his wife. Josh, you're a fan. you got a jersey on. Why don't you show us the picture of you and your wife at the game? (laughs) I got a cute baby. All right. Those two guys. Go ahead and sit down, guys. Thank you. Uh, Can I take this off? (laughs) You can. Return it to Philip. Listen. Listen carefully return it to Philip where it truly belongs. It truly belongs there. The outward appearance means nothing. Oh, Jews, you think you have circumcision? You think you have the law? It means nothing if you are not Changed from the inside out. Verse 28 again. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly. Nor is circumcision outward and physical. But a Jew is one inwardly and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the Spirit. Now your turn. How does section 1 apply to you? Do you view yourself as a true worshiper of God? Do you believe that you're to be a light to the lost and a teacher and a guide? Church, you are called to be this. Question. How do you blaspheme God by sinning in the very ways the Word tells you not to? How do the... The nations, how do the lost people blaspheme our God because they look at our lives and they say, that doesn't make sense. You wear the jersey, but you don't know anything about your God. You live in sin. And you know what? Again, we have this culture of we might confess it because we're real and we're open. But we do not repent of it. We do not cry out to our God and say, forgive us, God, and have a change of mind, mind, a change of heart, and a change of action by the Spirit. But what we see all around, especially this nation, is the church has been wearing the jersey But we don't really belong on the team or at least we're not acting like it. Brothers and sisters, we need to change. Long before we are looking out in the culture trying to judge what's going on out there, of course the world is going to act that way. They're lost. Don't be surprised. I can't believe what's happening. Read the Bible. Read Romans chapter 1. You should definitely understand what's happening. It shouldn't surprise you at all. Here's what should surprise you. is what is happening in our own churches and our own hearts. Just because you have the Bible or one on your shelf or you come to Worship services or whatever, that balloon is popped. It will not save you. Second section. What marking do we have? I'm not saying there's an exact correlation between circumcision and baptism. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is sometimes we think that baptism is our marking and it will save us somehow. It will not save you. You can be washed on the outside all you want. You can wear the jersey all you want. You will not be saved if that's what you're trusting in. Church membership will not save you. Nothing else will save you other than Christ. And if you put your hope in either one of those categories, you will be hopeless. But, I have some encouraging news too to end on. For those of you that are followers of Christ, that you have, listen, been circumcised inwardly. The Spirit of God has given you a new heart and He is dwelling inside of you. I have some encouragement for you, but quickly, do not jump there too quickly. Make sure you are meditating on the other things. But for those of you who are followers, let's end here. We didn't finish verse 29 verse 29b is encouraging here's what he says the first part but a jew is one inwardly and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the spirit not by the letter and look at this his praise is not from man but from god his approval is another word you could say his recognition comes from God and not man who those who have been circumcised on the inside those who are truly followers so those of you who are in Christ let me encourage you with this because of his work in you you are a new creation you are made new you have been bought you are redeemed you are a slave to Christ you are sheep of his pasture you are his special creation you are made in his image you are his child You are righteous. You are the apple of his eye. You are the one that he sings over. You are blameless. You are saved. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the church, the body of Christ. You are pillars in God's temple. You are seen by God. You are heard by God. You are known by God. You are chosen. You are pursued. You are called. You are justified. You will be glorified. And listen carefully. You are guiltless. You are blameless. Your shame has been taken away. You are forgiven. Beloved, you are greatly loved. And that is worth rejoicing over. That is worth being a light to others to tell. He is worth telling about. He is worth talking about. But brothers and sisters, spend some time on this this week. Make sure that you are not depending on those two balloons because they both are popped. And make sure that his name is not being blasphemed by the Gentiles because of you. Repent of your sin and follow him. Amen?